Okay, I don't steal. It's not negate to me. I'm not a thief. I don't steal from anybody else. This whole shit is completely not negate to me. The problem is it is. Number one, Chazal tell us that it is. And number two is because many of us don't even realize the very, very sensitive issues of the halachas of stealing. And I want to just point that out to you. The, the Chavetz Chaim, Barichas, talks a lot about this. And the Chavetz Chaim says exactly what I said. He said, you know, people think, I don't steal. <laughs> Me, I, I steal from somebody else. I would never dream of stealing. Nobody's going to steal from somebody else. Says the Chavetz Chaim, the problem is we don't even realize half the time we do things that we're actually stealing from somebody else. It could be borrowing something without permission, using something of someone else's, not paying someone back. There could be many, many different practical applications of when stealing could actually be real. And what I want to discuss today is a hakdama, is a little bit of an introduction to a very important subject. And the introduction is an introduction of stealing and other, using other people's money. And I think before we delve into the halachas, I think it is vital for us to totally understand how crucial it is in our own lives to make sure that we don't have this problem. Whether it's in a personal life, whether it's in our business lives, whether it's whatever we do, many times if you're dealing with money, which I think most people in the world at some point, or if not every day, are dealing with money, when they buy things, when they borrow things, when they help people, when they... everyone's involved in money at some point. And therefore it's crucial for us to know what these halachas are and how they apply. But as is Hashem. There's a Gemara in Baba Basra, Kuf Samachai. The Gemara in Baba Basra says like this. Two words. Raiv Begezel. Says the Gemara, the majority of people are over on the Issa of Gezel. What does it mean? Says the Rishonim, what, you're telling me people outright steal? What, you would go take $100 for somebody else's wallet? Not, no way in a million years would you do that. Take $100 from someone else's wallet? So what's the Pshat? How can the Gemara tell us Roy Begezel? Say the Rishonim Pshat in the Gemara. It means in forms of stealing that people don't consider them stealing. That's the problem. You have various forms of stealing which we're going to try to mention in the next couple of Shiorim. And we go, what, really? That's called stealing? I didn't even realize that. That's what says the Rishonim is Pshat and Chazal, Roy Begezel. Most people, unfortunately, are over on the Yisurim. That's why it's crucial for us to understand yet again how important this halacha is and what the actual halachic ramifications and practical applications of this halacha is. There's a Mordeka Shiltis. The Shiltis says that the punishment for stealing is worse than any other Avira. How does he know this? Where does he get this from? Anybody guess? Oh, very good. Beautiful. Daraham Abel. Rashi says, Peshema Medrash, that what? The Gzeira was from Gezel. The Gzeira was from Gezel, says the Heilige Ramban in Bereshis, that uh, stealing from other people is one of the fundamentals of the Torah and of Yiddishkeit. The Gemara in Baba Kama, Kufiates, says that if a person steals, it's as if he killed the person. As I state in the Gemara, when you steal from somebody else, as if you killed them. And again, we're not even discussing outright stealing of taking $100 from somebody else. We're talking about the various forms of stealing that we're going to be talking about, that we're going to be trying to understanding. There's an itziv. Then it's Siv writes in Hemek Dovan, Devorim Perich of Hay, that not only when you steal from somebody else who transgressed the love of stealing, but says that it's Siv, you're underlying the whole Emunah of the Rabboni Shalom system of the world. Because if you really believed that the Rabboni Shalom runs the world and does everything for you and has the ability to do everything if you and loves you, which he does and can do, then why are you stealing from somebody else? 
What, why are you cheating in business? Why are you forging dates on a document to try and ship a pistol more guilt out of this one, that one, and that one? If you really believe that Hashem runs the world and has the ability to do everything, you wouldn't steal. Because everything I have is from Hashem. And everything I don't have, it's because Hashem doesn't want me to have it. So if you have to go along and lie when you go to a theme park and tell your daughter, tell them you're not four yet. Say, no, I'm, really I'm three because Lemaisa, I'm three. I are four and you have to pay from the age of four. Say no, that's not what they mean. They don't know. You know what I mean? Why are you stealing? What, what the $30 is going to make a difference in your life? If you really had a moon and Hashem, you would do what you have to do. Why are you stealing from other people? Why are you trying to do shticks to try and make money from this one, make money from that one? That's not a munna. That's not the way the world runs. Isaiah Shaitan that it's the whole side of stealing undermines a munna Hashem. It's an incredible thing. There's a medrash. In Shemois Chabes, Pasa Gimel, says the medrash, you know what Geneva, you know what stealing does? It blocks your tfillers. There you are. He says you can dive in the longest Shemoyne Esra. Longer than Moshe Rabbeinu, 40 years. And you, all the kavanas, beautiful. But you stole from somebody else? You took somebody else's money, that which did not belong to you? Doesn't work. So the Medrash will call, you won't be answered. So a person has to realize what's at stake over here. What is at stake over here? You know, people are insensitive. But then again, you do find people that are very sensitive, right? I've told you the story once, I'm going to maybe repeat it again. I got a phone call on an air of Shabbos, it was close to Shabbos. And a woman calls me up. She, she missed her bus to Haifa. She was invited to Haifa for Shabbos, and she missed her bus. So what's the shaila? The shaila was, does she have to pay for the food for the people that she was invited, who probably went out and bought extra things for her, and they made the food. She missed the bus, she's not going to arrive there for Shabbos. They made food for nothing. Does she have to pay them? Now most people think, oh, come on. Seriously? Come on. Seriously? But again, without going into unlocking ramifications, maybe yeah, maybe no. But someone actually thought about that. Someone thought about the fact that I maybe took away something from someone else that didn't belong to me. Again, maybe it's not to me. We don't have to. We're not getting into that. But the sensitivity is something that I think that we have to learn. The Chavetz Chaim writes. He writes about riches, about stealing. And he writes, you know, there are certain assumptions that people know, right? Everyone is a Kani Chaza. That's pretty clear. We grow up this way. Our children, Beis Hashem, will grow up this way. How come we don't grow up in the same manner? Don't take something of someone else's. Don't steal, don't cheat, don't try to trick money into being yours if it's not meant to be yours. It's not going to be that way. I want to tell you a very, very scary B'nai Soska. The Heidegger B'nai Soska. Many of us were Zoycha to stand at the Kava not so long ago when we were there. Right? Unbelievable Schos. We stood by the Heidegger B'nai Soska. And he writes in Igor de Pirka the most incredibly scary thing that, that I, don't want to, I don't want to claim to understand, but I just want to say over what he says. Okay? He says the most incredible thing. He says, how come you see children, young children, and these kids are learning in Cheda, Aleph Beis, Chomish, Mishnayis, with such Ava Satoya, with such Chain, with such Geshmak, with such beauty, such Yiddishkeit. And then they go off the derech. What happened? Why are they, Perik Earl, why are they getting rid of the yoke of Yiddishkeit? Like, in Cheda, they were so gorgeous kids, learning Torah with such Geshmak. A few years down the line, they threw it all off. Says Rene Soski, you know why it happened? Because the money that people used to put them in that Talmud Torah, to put them in that Cheda, to put them in Yeshiva, came from somebody else's money. They stole. They got that money the ways they shouldn't have done. 
says the Bnei Yisrochah. I don't understand what, he, what this means and I don't claim to understand it and explain it. But just what he says. This is the Pshat, says the Bnei Yisrochah, why children are having such a hard time. Because the money is not being used in the correct way. That's a very, very scary thing. It's a very, very scary thing. And we have to realize that it's a very important thing. It's important to understand what the halacha is. In fact, Mesechta's color brings down in Perikei that if you steal from somebody else, you will be stolen from. What's the pshat? Zog the Mesechta's color, very poshat. He says, what do you mean? And he brings the Chofetz Chaim and Shmir Saloshan. And I'm sorry, the Chofetz Chaim and Shmir Saloshan brings this. And he says, because the Gemara tells us in Rosh Hashanah that all the money you make is from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So if you steal money from somebody else, if you get money from somebody else, money that was not meant to come to you, but you, you know, you changed the document, you claimed files, you figured out over here, some sticks, and whatever it is, so you got more money. That money will eventually have to go away. Because you only have a certain amount of money that comes to you from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So therefore, if you come along and steal that money from somebody else, the problem is that that's going to have to be stolen from you. Says the Chofetz Chaim in Shmir Salosh, again, quoted in the Kala, that when you steal, it's going to be stolen from you. Which means, basically, you gain nothing. Apart from your Tzvillas being blocked, apart from what the Bnei Soska says, which I don't want to repeat, we should never know. But I'll upon him so many bad things that a person can realize it's, it's a very serious thing. I want to tell you, Rabbi Avram Karolina is that cell. The Heiliger Rabbi Avram Karolina. He used to search his pockets um, of his, all his begodim on Erev Pesach. And he said that we have to check our pockets for other people's money. Chas v'shalom, we should have something on us that belongs to another Yid. That's what he used to do on Erev Pesach. If Shemesh Schwab Zetzel brings down on the day that we're going to come to Shemaim, after 120 years of living in this world, the Gemara tells us one of the questions that we're going to be asked are, Nasa v'natan b'muna. Did you basically do business with Emunah, says Rav Schwab Zatzal, what does it mean? The word Emunah has two meanings, he explains. Meaning number one, were your dealings done honestly when you did business? Did you do your dealings honestly? And the other thing, when you were engaged in business, did you have Emunah in the Rabbi Nishlalem? Did you really believe that Hashem provides everything for you? Or did you think that you have to do things on your own by stealing and cheating and doing all sorts of things? And unfortunately, many people are there. Somebody called me from England. It was about a year ago, he told me he just left his job. I said, why did you leave your job? He finally got a job. He looked about six months for his job. He said, I left my job. I said, why? He, because I saw what was going on. They were making me change the dates of documents to get, you know, the insurance claims and all sorts of things. So I, I cannot be involved in such a thing. I thought that was incredible, right? Because it wasn't even him. He wasn't even getting the money. I don't want to be a part in that. Now, people find excuses for everything. People are moireheta. It's okay because... The government don't know, they don't care. If I copy the computer program, you think Microsoft makes a difference to them. They're worth $14 billion. You think it makes a difference if I copy Microsoft Word? We don't even realize that some of the things we do, that's what the Chobot is telling us. The little things that we do that we're so not sensitive in realizing what they are can include some serious shyness of stealing which will then block our twillers, which will then cause ourselves to undermine the whole Yisoyed of Amuna, and again, the Bnei Schoska, which I don't want to mention. Let me end today, the Akdama, the introduction to this Aloha, with one Gewaldige Moshel from the Heidegger Chovetz Chaim. The Chovetz Chaim says the following Moshel, he says, you know, we all know that if you steal, and you have money in your possession, or possessions in your possession that don't belong to you, you're going to have to come back to this world. And you may say, big deal. Alright, so I'll come back. Maybe I'll come back as a horse. Bikishmak, I can run around all day. Right, I can do different things. I don't have to be the same person. Like, what's the big deal? So the Chavetz Chaim says the most incredible marshal. 
He says, a man who went to a faraway island to make parnasa for his family, and he worked very hard over there. He did business over there. After six months, the allotted time that he had, he said to the island, I'm leaving, I'm going back to my family, I miss my wife, my children, my brothers, my parents, my kids, everything. I want to go back home. And as the Chobos Chaim is continuing saying, the marshal, the guy gets on the boat, and right before he gets on the boat, they say, make sure you pay all your debts. Oh, you did business over here. If you earn one money, be careful. And he's like, yeah, I'm saying whatever, I want to go home, I want to see my family, this is great, this is Gishmat. He gets there on the boat, the boat travels a few months, until eventually he gets home. He's looking out, and he sees his family, he's so excited, he hasn't seen his family for, years, for six months. Wow, his kids have grown up, his parents are aging, this is Gabaldic, I can finally see them. And he gets closer and closer, and he goes to the entrance where they, where they go off of the boat. And they're like, hold on a minute, we've got a message that you owe money on the island. You can't leave, you're going to have to go back. And he's like, no, 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 let me, let me just see my kids, let me give a hug to my kids, let me see my parents, something, let me, give me a few minutes. They said, we'll let you go a bit closer, they let him off the ramp, right to the entrance over there. He thought they are going to let him through. <laughs> Nothing doing. Get back on the boat. You go back to the island. You know how painful that is? To go back on the boat, back on the island, back to where he came from, to pay those debts. But boy, say, we're going to start our halacha, which is very, very much that we have to get into the sensitivity of realizing even the small things. We think when we're headed to ourselves, it's probably okay. He probably doesn't mind. What difference does it make to him? He's got loads of money anyway. All these heterim are not heterim. When you have money in your possession that belongs to somebody else, it causes terrible things. But either Hashem tomorrow will start some of the halachas to understand exactly what this means. Have a wonderful day.